All right, day 253. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. I'm Keith. I'm Beth. And this is Beth Moore, special <laughs> guest. We're yeah. sitting here in Houston, Texas. Yes, my. indeed. I wow. could not be happier to be with you, gentlemen. Oh, this is so my much. idea of a good time. Just oh, having yeah. these three Bibles open right here on this table. Absolutely. I'm ready to go. I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah, grateful. Uh, just for you and your witness and yeah, just the years of faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And you are gracious it is an honor that. to be able to have you on here. Well, the honor's mine. All right. And we want you all to remember uh, this is a podcast where we're trying to help you see that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. And yeah. this week we are in um the gospel of luke indeed we are right yes. and right before this we were having j just some conversation and dialogue beth talk to us a little bit about luke well, and why it's i so couldn't important. have been happier that you just let me make a choice <laughs> right right and so i was back and forth there's so many books that i love but i thought okay I'm, I'm going back and forth between Luke and Acts right. uh, because I would have a very hard time choosing between the two of them. And so when I threw it your direction, it was like, why don't you go with Luke? And uh, I just couldn't have been more thrilled because it does have uniqueness. All four of them do. Right, right. They have their own thing, their own, um, their, their, the things that make them particularly compelling right. uh, as gospel writers. But uh, this one is just I have a hard time not being partial to it. Right, and right. it's probably, and we're getting into this so soon, but probably because I love story. Yeah. yeah. And he is the master. He, he is. just is the master. Yeah. So I uh, am thrilled. Yeah. And also, you know, our only, as far as we know and traditionally believe to be, uh, the uh, Gentile writer of the biblical New Testament writers. And so that is a beautiful mm. thing yeah. to bring into this mix. Yeah. 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 Uh, what I love about, the gospels or stories is uh sometimes people are so eager to get into it that they treat the introduction and the conclusion like the end of a piece of loaf of yes. bread, right? Yes. Like ah, we I'll like let, right, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a mistake it would be. But here. you can't with oh, no. this, right? No, that what no. you see is like this is not this is not Luke in a room like writing right. a bestseller, right? Trying to meet a word count. No. This is this is birthed out of personal interaction exactly that he had with somebody and he goes to this great length to compose the longest book in the yes. new testament apparently for this one guy for one guy right I, I imagine him getting it right imagine the recipient going like whoa <laughs> right. i'm gonna have to sit down with some coffee yeah. but what i don't want anybody to miss about this because it begins so gorgeously because yeah. one of the things john and keith that compels me constantly yeah. is just the whole idea of inspiration, mm -hmm. uh, just how the Holy Spirit mm. made known these words, right. th these perfectly selected words, yeah. one after another, um, phrases put together just exactly the way he wanted them. And so I've always wondered, what would it have been like? Like, surely John, the beloved disciple, felt something when the words fell upon him. In the beginning was the word, the word was with right. God, and the word was God. It's like... You're just crazy. There are right. these weird times that Paul says, now this is just me saying right, this. We're right, going, right. like, okay, somebody help me here. Right, right. What is this stuff? 
stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. so perfect. Well, we have Luke beginning this letter to Theophilus, beginning this uh, 24 chapters, and he's going to say to us, it also seemed good to me mm-hmm. that after others have compiled these narratives of the events that have been fulfilled, amongst many have undertaken it, but it seemed good also to me. Okay, now what is that right, where the right. word is working with the spirit a breath that it's just him going, you know, it, it seemed good to me. Yeah. I've done an investigation. And isn't that fabulous? There's no one way to peg exactly how the Spirit brought forth the words right. onto the page through these uh, men who were became the pens of the ink of the Spirit. Mm. It just blows my mind. That's amazing. Yeah. No, super good. I'm sitting here <laughs> in heaven right now, just <laughs> right. the way you guys are breaking it down. Um, I just, yeah, jumping into the text, kind of like Beth was saying, Luke goes on and he presents the narrative through two women. Yes. Elizabeth and Mary. Yeah. Right out the gate, he just starts right out, there. Right out, right out the, the gate. gate, right? And so you just see like this gospel, as we're going to talk about more, uh, talks about the marginalized and the mm. oppressed mm. and those from the out, uh, outskirts of society and the beauty of the Holy Spirit that yes. he would use uh, two women to show uh, the things that God is about to fulfill right. in the person of his son. Well, and Keith, it's so important that you said the word fulfill because he says it from the beginning and, right. and somebody needs to get um, uh, this understanding because it was so important to mm. me as a young student when he says in verse one, the, the events that have been fulfilled among us, right. not just told to us. They didn't just happen. Yeah. These were events that were fulfilled. These go Honest, yeah. with the kingdom agenda, the redemptive agenda of God right. from the beginning Amen. and This is not something out of nowhere. This is not something detached. When we hold our Bibles open um, on our laps or on our tables, this this is a complete word, and none of it is detached from the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like I love the subtleties of what Luke does as well too, because he's going to talk about all right. This is God's plan from the beginning Mm. and throughout the book, especially in this first part. What you're going to see is that the people of God, the people that believe in God's word, they aren't going to wait until he's finished before they start singing. Mm. So it's the testimony (laughs) of the testimony (laughs) of like Mary and Elizabeth. They get this great word from God and their surroundings, right? Or they're still under Roman oppression. uh, But Mary's beautiful song sings about what God does. And what I love is that every word that she uses about God's actions, she puts them in the past tense because she says, oh, if God has said it, it's done. It's already done. It's it's already finished. It's already finished. Yes. Yes. No, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And it tells us so much about what she anticipates that this one promised, mm. this son of the most high, what he is about and what he's going to bring. Right. You don't have to look any further Amen. in the song of Mary to see <laughs> right. this is what he's going to do. This is all going to be turned upside down yeah. and he'll be the lifter of the poor mm. and the mm. oppressed. It mm. is just magnificent from the very beginning i love how it starts when when uh zechariah is is told by the angel uh don't be afraid zechariah because your prayer has been heard and you know i have to say this as we begin this because it always troubles me a little bit and i I say this with a smile on my face (laughs) 
Reckon how long ago Zechariah had prayed that prayer because they were old by now. I right. mean, maybe he had just prayed it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It would have seemed to be that the possibilities were, yeah. were uh, mostly gone yeah. by that time. And yet it's like your prayer has been. And I just want to suggest to somebody that if you have a prayer hanging out there that you've changed your mind about it, might be good. <laughs> right. God could yeah. uh, fulfill that prayer request in 25, 30, 40 years. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God's always good for it. He um, is good. In in both of those stories, yeah, God gives them this incredible word, mm-hmm. and Mary and Zechariah, they both ask how. Yes. How is this going to take place? Yeah. 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 How do you and explain that, John? The two reactions. The angel says, uh, well, well, I think the root of it both is they both say how, 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 but the answer that they get is not how, it's no, no, who. Who? Who? Every time. You're asking the wrong question. Mm. You're asking, how is it going to work out? But you need to spend your time on who promised it, right? So Mm. it's like, no, no, no. Don't look to what the world looks like around you. Look to the God above you. And if you have that who, right, right? Simeon's going to say, yo, look, the baby's here. I've seen this who. And it's really the who that changes us more than that. How? And the who is the God who brings uh, life where there is none. So mm. both uh, Mary exactly. and Elizabeth are barren, right? Exactly. And so John and Jesus like have these parallels right. where they both get the angel comes to both parents and uh, both of them are troubled and they the angel is like, they'll both be great and they'll do all these things. And we just see God here right. going to bring life yeah. where there wasn't supposed to yeah. be any. Yes. And right. that's the main thing. And, and then the Luke, fellowship yeah. around it yeah. for these right. very, very peculiar circumstances. Yeah. Both of these women are in gives them one another because imagine that the, the angel has just told uh, Mary, you're going to conceive a child. Now, mm-hmm. this is probably a young teenager. And then yes. it's, and then all at once gone. And it's like, no, I need you to go tell my mother. You know what right. I'm saying? I need <laughs> you to tell the village. Yeah. Well, instead, we see her hurry off because yeah. there's Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. And then walking in the door and then... <laughs> This kind of stuff just blows the top off of my head. Right. That the baby within her just starts leaping, Leap, just, just leaping. Back like, what yeah. is And the crazy this? thing is the text will say that he had the Holy Spirit yes. even then. Yes. So you see the Holy Spirit even coming to I mean, that'll mess then. you up, won't yeah. it? It will. That, just, that messes some <laughs> he was, stuff up. It was saved before he came think, out. <laughs> no, I don't think that God minds messing us up. Absolutely. I just don't think he does. Man, you know, we are so looking for a formula of exactly mm. what everything looks like. And man, he throws something like that on the page and we're uh, just messed up. That's so good. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. man. And on and on, right? There's so much to say there. You just go on and on. And it's, you know, it starts off with two women and yes. then shepherds, right? Folks yes. that are outcasts. Then Jesus and Mary go to the temple and you see that like, they're living paycheck to paycheck because they, they gotta got bring it. in the doves. You know, yeah. It's like, yo, I don't have enough to no. buy the lambs, Land. right? And so, and, and and you just constantly see like being revealed to old men and widows and all of this stuff. And then, right, the genealogy comes through yes. and Keith, like you say, gems in the genealogies. Yeah. And this doesn't stop at Abraham. It goes all the way up to Adam to yes. show that this, God that comes into the world, he's not just the God of a genre, of a group, he's the God of all peoples. And then the real highlight or the climax of all of this, and I'd love to hear from you, Beth, Luke 4. Oh, 
This when is Jesus, it. yeah. Okay. All right. We have we have to go here. Come on. Because this is so magnificent. When we're so we're opening to uh, Luke chapter four. We've seen Jesus in in the temptation in the wilderness. What one of the things I love, brothers, of course, is it says in fourteen. And how much do we need to know this? Then right. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And this was after this in, inconceivably uh, difficult temptation. Right. And yet he's coming out in the power of the Holy Spirit. We can come out of any season of Mm. temptation empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we see it so beautifully in Jesus. He comes to Nazareth. He's been brought up here. He goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And so I love, just look at the Lord working through this because the scroll that is handed to him is Isaiah. Mm, So he says, and unrolling it. So he's unrolling because he is going to look, it's just like, staring at that page, imagining Jesus taking his finger. Now he's going to unroll that thing Mm. because he's going to go straight to the place that says his job description Mm -hmm. in Isaiah 61 and a little bit of Isaiah 58. And he goes right there. And then he says, the spirit of the Lord is on me Mm. because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Mm. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled up the scroll. I like to think it went. <laughs> right. I mean, I know it didn't, right, right, right. but I just love to yeah. imagine that it made that sound as it just all rolled up. He hands it back to the attendant. And of course, they sat down then to do the expository teaching and comments. They read, yep. standing, then sat down, eyes on him, everybody looking at him, fixed on him. And then he says to them, today, mm. this has been fulfilled in your hearing. It's just like somebody. Mic drop, right? <laughs> Mike, yeah. He just drops the mic. And it's like, I mean, it's just like, yeah. what do you do with that? Right. I mean, just to make that announcement and to say this has been, you are sitting here at the moment. One of the uh, unique uh, things about Luke is what a historian, truly the consummate historian yeah. uh, of the New Testament sure. in that he's giving dates. Boom, boom, boom. This happened mm. then. Yep. This happened then. This happened then. Super this happened clear. Then. Very, yeah. very clear. Yeah. He's, why, uh, Perhaps why there is even an axe is that, okay, the next era then came with the Holy Spirit. So he's telling us all that timing. And this is one of them where he says, this has been fulfilled. This moment that was known in eternity before God ever said, let there be light. There was the gospel. There was the plan. I think about the patience of God. I want you to think with me. The centuries, those four centuries, no word from God, absolute silence from heaven. And you know, people were talking. Yeah. But how did they know? They just knew it was good stuff, good stuff coming. But it's not the words of God. Mm. And suddenly that sound barrier is broken by the cries of an infant. It is just, it's too much. Mm. Then we see him. All this time goes by. And then suddenly, boom, we see him right here and proclaiming this moment that they're staring in the face of this fulfillment. And it's just, it just kills me. It just, you want to know everything is about to me. If it is detached from what we hear him say about himself and his calling in Mm. Luke 4, 18 and 19, if we have detached it, then I've got questions. Right. Because he's telling us, what the gospel looks like. He's going to give us the wording for it, and then he's going to give us the actions for it. And he is telling us, this is what it looks like. This is what the gospel acts like. Amen. And that's beautiful, especially, right, when God is silent, 
there's a bunch of people that'll stand up and act like oh, yeah. they're speaking on yeah. his behalf. And yes. so think of the poor, the oppressed, the marginalized feeling like they're forgotten by God, right? I I don't know if you are out there right now, but you may feel like yeah, God's forgotten about me. But as you read through all of this and Luke, right, I don't want you to think that God wouldn't want somebody like you. Luke is painstakingly oh, yeah. writing to Clear, say, yes. no, no, these are the only people that God <laughs> who I'm after. wants, right? Who I'm after. Because he, he then goes into one illustration after another. Yeah. I'll show you what this looks like. Right. He's going to go to the down and out. He's going to go to the oppressed. He's going to go to the marginalized. He's going to do it over and over again. And he starts it right here. We might even go so far as to say that he didn't have all that great a taste. Um, if if he were not divine and we were just looking at taste alone, right. you'd have to even think that some of his taste wasn't all that good about some of the disciples he chose. I mean, like, sure, right. he could have done better right. yeah. than a bunch of smelly fishermen. You know yeah. what I'm, yeah. I'm saying? And I, I love I love that because I, I always want to say to him about my own calling, you know, either you've got a lot of grace or you've got poor taste. Right. And right. I love to think mm. that it's mm. got to be grace. But he begins to illustrate this now from one chapter to the next next thing we see driving out an unclean spirit mm. the healings um, at Capernaum those are the next things on the page and then five gets into such great stuff but I won't I won't move on until <laughs> we you tell will me be we there can. tomorrow yes, we so will. let's pray our father let's... we are grateful at your grace that just leaps off of every page thank you for the picture that you painted of Jesus our Savior uh, that doesn't cast out people like us but he brings in those of us who feel like we're outcasts. Help us to be filled with the joy that comes from knowing.